The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good morning. Welcome to our day-long retreat where we'll be practicing a a kind of an open awareness practice taught by or based on the teachings of Sayadaw Uteshaniya. I have to say, they are filtered through my own experience. It's not exactly the way he teaches, but it's it's, uh, inspired by, let's say, inspired by his teachings. And, um, you know, unfortunately, the... uh, the schedule and the flyers had two different start times. So the calendar said it started at 9 and the flyers said 9.30. So there'll probably be people kind of wandering in um, this morning. Um, and we'll just work with that. So I'm going to actually leave most of my basic announcements until after the sitting because... But I am going to start by giving um, some basic instructions and then we'll do a guided meditation. So with this style of practice, um, it's a very open practice that emphasizes an awareness of the quality of the mind, the quality of the mind that's paying attention. Sayadaw Utejaniya says that it's most important to pay attention to this quality of mind because if the quality of mind, uh, the quality of mind that is observing has greed or aversion or delusion in it, then we are practicing greed, aversion, and delusion. And so he, he emphasizes the looking back into the mind to see if there's greed, aversion, or delusion in the mind that's observing experience. So the first emphasis um, of this practice has a lot to do with relaxation. Not only relaxed body, but a relaxation of mind. As Sayadaw Utejaniya says, that meditation is the work of the mind. It's through the mind that we pay aware, that we pay attention. The mind itself is what is aware. So um, if the mind is tense, then it's, it's difficult for the awareness to be relaxed and open. So I'm going to start with an exercise that, that he often starts with in his uh, introductory instructions. And that is to, uh, to point you to the mind. And I've got a little enhancement to his exercise, so it'll be slightly different. So put your hands together and just notice the sensations of the touching of the hands. Can you feel those? Can you recognize those sensations? How do you know those sensations? Why, maybe I should say, why do you know those sensations? Anyone? The attention is there, yes. It's because of the mind's direction of the attention to the experience of the hands that you recognize those sensations. Now put your attention 
in the sensations of your lips touching. Can you feel those sensations? Were you feeling those sensations before I pointed them out to you? Again, that's, that is the power of the mind, essentially, to direct the attention. So you can put your hands down. So the fact that the meditation is the work of the mind um, emphasizes that it's helpful for the mind to be relaxed. When the, when the mind is relaxed, if you can kind of just relax the mind, there's a natural awareness that can manifest. That just simply in the space of letting go of thoughts about the past or future or thoughts about the present, there's a natural awareness that arises when the mind is relaxed. And this is the kind of basic instruction of the practice. So relaxing the body supports a relaxation of the mind, but the relaxation of the mind is the key to simply relax the mind and then notice what comes into awareness. So in this practice, there's no particular need to direct the attention to anything. The, the primary, or say, let's say for the, for the majority of the time, the, the practice is simply about relaxing the mind and encouraging that openness and relaxation and seeing what the mind is naturally aware of in that space of relaxation. So it's a process of checking whether you're aware, are you aware, are you relaxed, and then what is naturally known in that space of awareness. It's really quite simple. It's a very simple practice, but not necessarily easy to do. So right now, I want to also talk just a little bit about the level of effort that we use. And I'll talk more about this um, after the sitting or after the, before the next sitting. So right now, um, put, your sensation, put your attention in the sensations of your hands. Now put your attention in the sensations of your butt. Now put your attention in the sensations inside your mouth. How hard is that to do? Even just a simple directing of the attention. When I name this thing, your hands, your buttocks, inside your mouth, almost always it just kind of pops in. So that's the level of connection that's necessary in a split second of awareness. Just coming into what's happening, noticing it, connecting with it. What's difficult is to sustain that connection over time. And that's where the power of the mindfulness begins to show up. When we are able to sustain that awareness over time. 
So the effort in this practice isn't, isn't so much about trying to force the mind to see anything in particular. It's not about trying to hold the attention still on anything or even trying to hold on to the, uh, the space of, of knowing, of being aware. The practice is about, the, the effort is about reminding yourself frequently to relax and notice what's happening just over and over again. At the beginning, early in the practice, we need to remind ourselves really frequently because the mind tends to go off. But it's not a heavy thing. It's not a forcing of the attention. It's a simple, am I aware? What am I aware of? Am I aware? What am I aware of? So we need to, that's the effort that we make in this practice, just simply reminding ourselves to be aware and to recognize what is naturally known in that space of awareness. The piece of the practice that is the main, is one of the main techniques of the practice, and this practice actually is, doesn't have many techniques. It's mostly about just opening to the awareness and noticing what's obvious. But as Sayadaw Utejaniya points out, the attitude of the mind that is observing is crucial in our meditation practice. If there's a sense of wanting something to happen, of trying to make something happen, of wanting something to stop happening or trying to get rid of something, there'll be a attention in the mind or even a sense of just kind of connecting or confusion about what's happening. So there, there will be often in our observing some skew on the attitude of our mind that prevents us from really just meeting experience in a balanced, even, relaxed, equanimous way. And sometimes this isn't so obvious to us, this attitude of our mind. Sometimes it's very obvious. Sometimes it can be screamingly obvious. But at other times, it simply feels like we're just, you know, carrying on and paying attention with that. And then we don't really notice that there's a subtle attitude of trying to create something or trying to get rid of something. So the, um, the, the tool that Saito Utejaniya suggests for uncovering a kind of a hidden agenda in the mind is to ask yourself a question, actually. What's my attitude about what's happening? Or if that question seems a little awkward or unfamiliar to you, you could ask the question, what's my relationship to what's happening? Or how do I feel about what's happening? Simply asking the question. Now, in asking the question, it's not meant to generate a thinking about. 
it's a it's a way to incline the mind towards opening to something that might have previously not been so clear to us of opening the mind to the possibility that there is a hidden agenda going on and to see if simply by asking the question if it becomes apparent so not to try to look for an attitude or to figure out the attitude or to think about what your attitude might be based on your previous experiences in similar situations like this but to simply ask the question and settle back and see what appears it's kind of like ringing a doorbell you ring the doorbell and then you wait you don't need to look for anything in particular you ring the doorbell of somebody's house that you've never met before and you have no idea who's going to open the door so just ring that doorbell and see what appears it there there may be something clear that appears there may not be so it there's no need to um to try to find something if it's not obvious if you if you ask that question and nothing is obvious to you just carry on just carry on with the noticing your awareness noticing uh what you are aware of now this pointing to the attitude is a pointing to the mind this is the mindfulness of mind practice the mindfulness of mind teaching in the satipatthana sutta talks about recognizing kind of the filter or the coloring or the flavor of the mind whether it's whether it's dull or sleepy or agitated whether it's got um desire or aversion in it whether it's got dullness or confusion in it whether it's clear and balanced whether it's a concentrated still mind or an agitated mind so this is this is the pointing to recognizing the experience of the mind and this practice can get more and more subtle in terms of uncovering more and more subtlety to our filters to the to the ways that we see our experience the other um little piece of instruction that I'll talk about um is what to do when the mind wanders. So you'll notice regularly that you're waking up and uh realizing that you have been lost in thought or lost in uh hearing or lost in some sensation as opposed to really being aware of what's happening. we mostly get lost in thought but it's also possible to get lost in experience so when you remember that you haven't been paying attention and that that kind of the awareness comes back the first instruction is to relax see if you can then reconnect with the the awareness the practice of awareness by noticing whatever it is that you have woken up into whatever it is that you have come into awareness around 
as time goes on and the mind gets more relaxed, there's no need to consciously relax when you come back from wandering. But it's helpful in the early stages of um, sitting. I, I usually spend quite a lot of time using this conscious relaxation in the early stages of a retreat um, or in the early stages of a sitting to, to use this conscious relaxation. So you notice the mind's wandered. Check in when you come back. Has tension resulted from the, from the wandering? Relax it if so. Then see if you can reconnect with mindfulness, with awareness, by recognizing what is already present in experience. It might be recognizing thinking. It might be recognizing planning or remembering. Or it might be recognizing some emotional state. Or it might be recognizing some physical experience. Whatever it is that is obviously present, just go for the obvious. No need to try to dive in or figure out or look underneath the surface of the obvious. Just what's obvious. If that's challenging for you, or if initially you find that it's difficult to actually connect with the obvious, or it's not, you're not sure what obvious is, that, that, that sometimes can happen, that, that the mind, in trying to find what, what's obvious, actually kind of searches around and, well, what is obvious? And it's, 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 uh, it's got a searching quality to it. So if you find that it's hard for you to simply reconnect with what is present in the moment of remembering, then use some obvious physical sensation to help ground your attention for a while, to reconnect with the practice of awareness and knowing what awareness is aware of. So use a directing of attention to some obvious experience, sensation of your butt, on the chair, sensations of your hands, your breathing, if that's a natural place for you to come. This is the use, uh, the Saito Utejaniya doesn't talk about the primary object a lot, but there is a place for it in this reconnecting with experience. If you find it difficult to, to stabilize the awareness on just this open practice of Am I aware? What am I aware of? Come to, the, uh, to a primary object, to an obvious physical experience for a time. There's no need to hold tightly to that to, um, to try to keep the attention on that. While you're paying attention to that object, at some point you'll notice the attention is kind of naturally drawn to hearing or it's naturally drawn to a bo- another body sensation, or it's naturally picking up on a thought or a mood that is happening. So there's no need to hold on to this primary object. It's a place to reground, reconnect, and then open again to, am I aware? What am I aware of? So, just a basic review of the, uh, the instructions. Relax. Know that you're aware. In that relaxation, there can be a natural 
awareness that's present. So recognize that natural awareness and see what is it aware of. What is already present in that awareness? What's obvious? From time to time, check your attitude about your practice. And I will talk more about that. I'll talk, I'll give more detailed instructions um, after or before the next sitting. So let's, let's have a sitting. And I will do this as a guided practice to begin with. And since relaxation is so helpful in this practice, and relaxation of body supports relaxation of mind, we'll start with relaxing the body. So settling into your body, finding a posture that feels stable, And where you feel that you can sit comfortably. We'll do this relaxation of body in a kind of a systematic way to begin. Just as a way to support this quality of physical relaxation. So putting your attention in your head, the top of your head, allowing, allowing it to relax as much as possible, letting go of tension in your head, the top of your head. And allowing your forehead to relax, around the back of your head to relax. Relax your eyes. Relax all the muscles around your eyes and into your eye sockets. Let go of any idea of trying to see the body in this relaxation. Just allow the eyes to not need to work right now. Relaxing the face, around the mouth. Relaxing down the back of your head, behind your ears. Letting go of tension in your jaw and in your neck. Relaxing your shoulders, your arms, your hands, all the joints, your shoulder socket, your elbows, your wrists, 
All the joints of the fingers. Relaxing all the muscles around the collarbone, across the front of the chest, the top of the back. Relaxing the muscles around the rib cage. Allowing tension to release from the stomach, the middle of the back. Relaxing the abdomen and the lower back. And consciously relaxing all along your spinal column. From where it meets the cranium down to your sacrum. Relax your hips and buttocks. All the ligaments and tendons connecting the muscles to the pelvis. Relaxing inside the hip sockets. Letting go of tension in your thighs and hamstrings. Relaxing your knees. your shins and calves. Letting go of tension in your ankles. Your feet. And your toes. having relaxed the basic muscles and tendons of the body, I often find it helpful to also consciously relax the core of the body. See if you can relax behind your eyes. Relax inside your throat. Relax your heart. And lungs. 
Relax your stomach. And your intestines. All the organs, all the viscera inside your body. Allow it all to loose, become loose and soft. See if you can relax the mind. There's nowhere to go. No one to be. Very little to do right now. So letting go of thoughts of the past and the future. Letting go of any concerns about the present. See if you can relax the mind From this place of relaxation of body and mind as much as you have access to in this moment, notice that there is a kind of a natural awareness. You are aware. What are you aware of? Just whatever's obvious. Body sensations, sound, perhaps thoughts, moods, feelings. There's no need to direct the attention But see if you can allow the mindfulness, the awareness to notice what the mind is naturally attending to. Relax. The mind actually functions quite well without our doing much. Keep reminding yourself to be aware. Are you aware? What are you aware of? In a gentle, persistent way, connecting with the awareness, 
not trying to hold on to it, just a gentle reminding, inclining towards awareness. You will notice that the mind forgets this practice. When you recognize, when you remember about the awareness, relax and notice what's obvious in that moment, whatever it is. It may be a thought, remembering, planning. Allowing the awareness to begin again simply by reconnecting with whatever's obvious in that moment of remembering. If you find it helpful after the mind has wandered, It's fine to reconnect with some obvious physical sensation. But it's not necessary. If you simply can reconnect the awareness to whatever's obvious and the mind doesn't go back into wandering, allow that to be the practice. And sometimes the thoughts have a stronger pull or it's hard to reconnect with simply what is happening in the moment. In that case, using some obvious physical experience or your breath for a time to reestablish the connection with awareness. No need to hold on to that. At some point, you'll notice that the attention is naturally drawn to some other experience. A form of awareness happens all the time. Are you aware of that? awareness. What is awareness aware of? From time to time, check into your attitude. Ask yourself the question, what's my attitude? How do I feel about what's happening? Allowing if something is obvious when that question is asked, allowing that to also become part of the texture of what you are aware. Again, no need to direct the attention. 
We're simply trying to recognize and include these attitudes as part of what awareness connects with. you notice tension, allow it to relax if possible. Connect again to awareness. Are you aware? What are you aware of?
So some of you, I know, thought the day began at 9.30, and uh, I apologize for the confusion. The flyers listed 9.30, and the Google calendar listed 9 o'clock. So we began at 9. Um, but I will be giving more detailed instructions before the next sitting also. So... Um, We're going to be moving into walking practice. And um, just before I give instructions for walking, I just want to say a few words kind of logistically since I didn't make announcements at the beginning of the day. Um, If you have parked in the lot next door, in the dentist's parking lot, Um, please move your car um, as soon as possible. Um, It will probably get towed if you uh, leave it there. And um, in terms of walking practice, when we move into the walking, I generally encourage people with this style of practice to just do normal walking and not so much the back-and-forth style. But if you prefer doing the back-and-forth style, that's fine. Um, and please um, don't do the back and forth style in the dentist parking lot also they have requested <laughs> that we uh, avoid doing that as, these par- as cars come in and out you know it can be a little uh, challenging navigating these slow walkers so. um, and if you're walking um, back and forth um, not to walk back and forth in front of their driveway also So in terms of the schedule, um, I put the schedule over on the, the stage by the door to the meditation hall. Uh, hold it lightly because um, I reserve the right to change it. <laughs> um, we'll have lunch around 12.15 or so. Uh, might be a little earlier, might be a little later. Um, and... Um, There's tea out there, Uh, there's a tea urn, and there are ceramic cups and paper cups. Please reuse the cups, put your name on the ceramic cups, and there's tape, I think, you can put a label on your your cup. So you're welcome to the tea. And uh, is there anybody who's not been here before? Okay. So for walking, the instructions are... Uh, pretty much the same as for the sitting practice. When someone asked Sayadaw Utejaniya how he did walking meditation, he said, I don't do walking meditation. I practice awareness while walking. So that's the, the flavor. We relax our body and our mind, notice whether we're aware and what we are aware of. From time to time, checking the attitude. What's my uh, attitude about this experience? It's very simple. There's no need, again, to focus on anything in particular. No need to direct the attention to the feet. No need to direct the attention even into the body. It can be helpful to explore 
uh, to, to recognize that the body is a big part of walking. But we do have our eyes open. And so seeing will also probably be a big part of walking and hearing will be a big part of walking. So in this exploration, notice in the awareness what your mind naturally attends to. You may find that there's a a predominance of seeing or a predominance of hearing. When you notice a predominance, it can be helpful. And and Sayadaw Utejaniya actually suggested this for me because I found in my own experience that when I just relaxed and brought my attention to my experience that it naturally came into the physicality of the body, whether I was sitting or walking. And he said, that's a habit. That's a habit of, of the way you've been practicing. So consciously expand out to check into some of the other areas. So in the walking, you might notice there's a predominance of attention in one area. If you notice that, Check in and see if you can balance it out with, well, what else is happening? You could ask yourself that question. What else is happening besides seeing? Not to try to force the attention anywhere, but again, to use the, the opening to, like that ringing the doorbell, asking yourself the question, what else is happening? Not to try to look for something, but to recognize that there are thousands of things happening in the present moment. There's a lot that we can be aware of. So in the walking, um, you know, just notice how the mind does its thing. You might notice while you're walking that uh, the attention, the awareness kind of shifts from thing to thing, that for a little while it pays attention to seeing, for a little while it pays attention to hearing, for a little while it actually latches on to that, uh, that beautiful flower and you're just right in there looking at that thing with a kind of a focused attention. It might be that the awareness is kind of panoramic, that it's just taking in a flow of changing experience. Just notice how the mind is functioning. Watch what your mind pays attention to. It's helpful also in this uh, practice of walking, as in the sitting, to regularly check in to whether there's tension, relaxing if there's tension. The relaxation of body supports the relaxation of mind, which supports this natural awareness. And from time to time, check into your attitude. So it's very simple, you know, the the instructions again, relax, notice the awareness, what you're aware of, from time to time check your attitude. If you notice that it's hard to stay connected with the awareness, picking some obvious physical sensation for a time and uh, staying with that to reestablish a connection of mindfulness, And then again, you can open up to just noticing where the attention is naturally drawn. So are there any questions at this point before we move into walking? Yeah. The walking will be about 35 minutes. And um, 
Jeff will ring a bell around 10.30. We'll, we'll walk from Hill about 10.35, and at about 10.30 he'll ring a bell. Um, so if you're taking a walk through the neighborhood as opposed to walking nearby, just kind of keep track of, your, of the time so that you're back in the, the vicinity at uh, about 10.30. Right now this clock says 9.58. Any other questions? Yeah, Yosh. So if your attention is panoramic, is there anything that you need to do with it? Just notice the awareness and what... So if you're kind of just noticing a panoramic quality of the awareness, that's all you need to do. Okay, so uh, enjoy your walk.